You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy Memorial Day, Bruce. Thank you for reminding me. How are you? Yeah, hope you're alive. Thanks to the troops out there, those that give up their lives and those that, um, well, just volunteered to protect our freedoms. Today is the day that we recognize those individuals that gave, well, in some cases, the ultimate sacrifice. So we have the privilege to sit here and talk as we do every day. And you know, very nope, appreciative of that. That is, that is very appreciative. I, I'm very appreciative of that. And it's because of that that we're sitting up here every day. That those of you who are veterans who listen to us, and we thank you all very much. We're now exercising the freedoms that you allowed us to keep to continue on with what we're doing so we can continue to have those freedoms to speak. Because if we don't speak out against this, because this is not a physical fight at the moment, and I hope it doesn't get to that point, but at the moment, it's a war of ideas at the moment. But nobody is more appreciative of this weekend than Vice President Kamala Harris. Her tweet, absolutely stellar response. Absolutely stellar. And I'm being very facetious when I say that. Stellar response. She said, enjoy the long weekend. Didn't even bat an eye at possibly recognizing, thank you all for your service. We appreciate it. This is your weekend. Enjoy it with your families. Something. No, enjoy the long weekend. Yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling of, did, did you ever watch Mark Dice? You know, the guy that went out on the boardwalk and he would he would ask people basic questions like, uh, what does the 4th of July mean to you? When did America gain its independence? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, a lot of people say that uh, he does cherry picking or whatever. Now, unless you're out there walking along with him and you see that, you don't know. Of course, he says that he doesn't cherry pick. And this is just the average response of, of typical people. But the response I remember him getting on a lot of these, what what does the 4th of July mean to you? Right. It, that, I'm, I know I'm talking about 4th of July and we're talking about... Um, uh, Memorial Day, but in these two contexts, it's the same response given when, when he's when he's get, asking these questions to to just average people on the street. What does it mean to you? Barbecue, party, long weekend. Yeah, get to get to hang out with my friends. We're, I don't know. We're gonna watch a little football. We're we're gonna watch the game. That's what you get on Independence Day, on Memorial Day, on on Labor Day. Any of it. That's what you get. Even if you were to ask me that as a kid, uh, there would have been two responses I gave: our freedoms, fireworks. That's it. That's the only two responses I would have given you as a kid. Even as a kid, I knew that that was uh, our independence. That's that that was the entire reason America exists and the freedoms. The, the the reason I get to go out there and shoot fireworks as a kid was because of those freedoms that were or that, that were granted us. I mean, I, I it, it completely baffles me. Like that, it, it's so. I, I don't know. I, I I do have a lot of family that were military, so maybe maybe that's why. But. It, it, it permeates in our entire family. Like we all know what the Fourth of July means. We all understand the sacrifices that were given to have those. So I, I, I do not understand how Americans, of all people, don't know what the Fourth of July means. Well, it's the day we won the war against the South, Bruce. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Get, get the lead out, man. Come on, work with me. <laughs> I actually heard some people give give that response. What war did America gain its independence at? Oh, it's the day we won the war against the South. Yeah, you know, I uh, I have a lot of military retired military personnel in uh, in my family as well, and we always grew up knowing what it was too. Yes, you had barbecues and you had you had family around, you had friends around, and all the rest of it. Everybody in the neighborhood would get together or whatever. That's what it used to be. I mean, there would be these massive barbecues. We would go out, we would uh, have the barbecue, we would visit with people. And then, of course, when the sun would go down, we're setting off fireworks. Of course, that was illegal, but, you know, you bought them in a state that wasn't illegal. You had to sign a waiver saying you weren't going to set them off in the state you bought them in. And, of course, you cross state lines and you set them off in that state where they're illegal, too. But nobody cared. No, nobody cared. We were out. In, you didn't do it in the city, obviously, but you were out yeah. away from everybody in the back country, right? I mean, you were 10 miles out of country road somewhere. No one cared. 
No one cared. And you did it responsibly. We still did fireworks in the and it, well, it was a small town, but it was still in city limits. We still did it. And it, I mean, it wasn't like the big mortars, you know, the ones that go up and uh, it wasn't those. It was the uh, remember one year we did the um, they, they got like a a, a a big family package. And one of them in there was uh, the the chaser ones that would go up and they're kind of sporadic oh, yeah. and where they went. Yeah. yeah, those were fun. We we did those up in the street and the uh, like a subdivision, you know, it was right there in the street. I remember down in, of course, once you get down south, like southeast America, once you get down there, once you cross the border in South Carolina, they've got like these mega fireworks stores. I mean, these massive warehouse places. And I remember going down there as a as a kid, we'd go to sometimes we go to Florida over the 4th of July. And of course, you cross the South Carolina border. You can't buy them in Florida. Uh, you could go to a fireworks store, but it wasn't quite as good. You'd get the really good ones in South Carolina because they didn't have any laws or restrictions there. So you'd get the really good ones there. You go to the fireworks superstore, the mega fireworks store that was across the street from it. They were competing with each other. And you would get like these big, you know, cardboard tubes loaded with everything you could possibly imagine and, you know, whatever. And had like this, it had a fuse on it that was about a quarter inch. <laughs> so you'd have to run yeah. it and, and just haul ass the other direction. So, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. Uh, but it, again, you know, it was, but it was just dumb stuff. You know, it was like bottle rockets yeah. and and little Whistler rockets that would go up and firecrackers and and just stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's all it was. Yeah, Roman candles, you know, all those fun things. Oh yeah, it, yeah. I always like the ones we with had, the reports with them. Yeah, yeah. We we actually have one of those big firework factories you're talking about, uh, surplus stores or whatever you want to call it. Oh, I guess tornado like has thirty minutes yet. away. Well, it's in, you know, one of those spots that doesn't get hit very often. So, oh, I see. So you can still celebrate even if there's a tornado that comes through. Yeah. <laughs> well, no other people around here, they'll probably shoot fireworks at the tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would make sense. All right. Speaking of celebrating and, uh, and gathering in numbers, hundreds, are you hearing me? Hundreds of anti vaxxers took to the streets yesterday in various cities around Europe. Hundreds. Now, I don't know if you have seen the footage. Uh, if you're t if you're subscribed to us on Telegram, then you've probably seen it. It it was put up yesterday. Hundreds of thousands should have been the headline, if not millions, uh, if you account all of the other European cities. You had hundreds of thousands in London show up, and the media was painting them as anti-vaxxers, extremists, and all the rest of it. Do you know who was out there? Do you know who was out there standing outside of their convent? Nuns. Nuns were standing out there educating people that were walking by, agreeing with them. Nuns. Those were the radical extremists. Those were the anti-vaxxers. Old women with walking sticks were being helped around by strangers because they wanted to be out there showing their support too, holding up signs, saying masks are a sign of your compliance to tyranny. These are extremists? That's what the media is calling us? Oh, a few hundred anti-vaxxers showed up, and then they, they show an alleyway that's a staging area somewhere. Or a park that's a staging area with a couple of hundred people showing up. And they say, oh, that's all it was here. Huh? As I've been saying, we have the numbers. They don't. Even if they were to take every single person that's received one of these experimental jabs, that's gone out there and gotten the, a free White Castle burger or a slice of Junior's cheesecake, or hell, the $5,000 VIP access to the, uh, to the Hustler Strip Club, yeah? Yeah, the free limo rides and the free champagne mm -hmm. bottle? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm going to get right on that one. They don't have the numbers. So what does the mainstream media do? They show you pro-Palestine protests. That's all they show you. There were massive protests yesterday in London, in Amsterdam, in Geneva, in Prague, in Berlin, in Frankfurt, in Catalonia, in Paris. Where were those? Where, where, were, where was the coverage of that? Nowhere. Nowhere at all. Instead, what do you get? A couple of hundred anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists show up over here and, and, and some extremists. Oh, but 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 look at all these people out here marching for a free Palestine. That's what you get. You talk about an enemy of the people. It, it can't be any more obvious than that. It, it is it is so it's so disgusting to see these media people. They're so off the mark. It's not even funny. There's a reason that people don't trust them. There's a reason that they are dying. There's a reason that CNN has lost 70 percent of its viewership in the last two months. You saw the videos. Russian hackers. Yes, Russian hackers. You saw the videos. You saw you even I, I, I even posted up the headline out of the Sun Papers. You saw the videos. You saw the headlines. Which one was correct? Well, uh, looking at the videos. Yeah, I'm 
as I've been saying, you're being lied to. That's exactly what 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 I seen in that video. You're being lied to uh, because the number of people that were there in those protests were in the thousands, not the hundreds. Hundreds. I mean, of well, thousands. It, technically, technically, there was hundreds there. Technically, so technically, they didn't lie to you. Technically, they just underreported massively. There was people. I forget what that square is called, but. You could see people on all Trafalgar. ends of it. Trafalgar. You could see people all over the place in there. So, and I'm, I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, just just for point of reference here, uh, how many businesses were were burned? How many cars were set on fire? How many parks were destroyed? How many homes were vandalized? How many people were beaten mercifully in the streets because of these radical extremists? H- how many uh, how many officers were were killed because of these radical extremists? I can answer that for you. I'll make it real simple. None. Hmm. But this is the worst insurrection in history, right? Oh, yes. Yes, this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I said, we have the numbers. They do not. And they know that. So they're going to continue on as if nothing is happening, just as they've been doing. They're moving ahead. They don't care. They don't care. The European Union, the governments, they don't care. They're moving ahead. They see the populist movement in the streets. Look at what the populist movement was a year ago, a year ago, and look at it now. And you're telling me that they have a winning idea in these government buildings? Uh-uh, uh-uh. You do not have the support of the people any longer, and your days are coming. I don't think they care. No, they don't care. No, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. They do not care. That's why they're moving ahead. They will double down again and again and again and again. They don't care. And that will be the end of them. That's their downfall. They are on self-destruct right now. Historically, I'm, I'm speaking historically. They're ignoring their people in whatever country it is, whether it's Switzerland, whether it's because we really are all in this together, but not in the way that they sell it to you. They don't have the support in Switzerland, in Switzerland, of all things. If you've got people The Swiss, for God's sake, are out there protesting. They're one of the most heavily armed nations on earth next to America. And and you're going to turn on those people? They will. (laughs) I don't want to tell you what those people will do. They'll American you. They will. The Czech government, the Dutch government, the German government, the French government, the Spanish government, the British government. They don't stand a chance, but they don't care. They don't care. They're going to continue to to double down and just ignore it. The party at Davos, Klaus Schwab and company, they don't care. That's what people don't understand. Like, that's not resonating with people yet. You seem to think that they care what you have to say. They don't. I told you that over a year ago. So did Bruce. They don't care what you have to say at all. They're moving ahead. And speaking of moving ahead, this is exactly how they're doing it. You heard about India, the triple mutant uh, black fungus (laughs) going to devour people whole. They were shocking people back to life in the hospital beds and the gurneys in India with scotch bright scrubbers. I'm not joking. They actually had... They actually had photos and, and videos of, of them hitting patients with what looked like defibrillators. But when you looked at what the paddles were, they were scotch bright clean. <laughs> Literally, it was like a TikTok video, basically. You could not make it up. You couldn't make it up. So, of course, they cooked up that thing in, in India. You saw what the Bruce, you and I saw what the German press was doing with that. Oh, they were burning bodies. It was the Corona apocalypse and blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, they popped up in Uh, They've got cases all over the place in the UK now, the India variant. Well, there was a Thai variant that came out that was briefly reported on that was reported in the UK. Well, now, of course, India, you haven't seen anything else about that because videos were starting to come out of normal citizens saying, don't believe anything of what your media is telling you. You had the Indian government, the government of India come out last week and say, to the social media companies and to the media companies, stop lying to your people like that. There's nothing like that going on here. Stop it. So what have they done now? Well, you never admit fault, right? You always double down. Well, that's what they're doing. They're doubling down again. Vietnam, they've now shifted. It's the same script, as I said, as Bruce told you, they're running two or three different scripts here, or four or five if you want to get technical about it, but they're all running the same talking points and and guidelines and everything. It's the same script. They just flip it to something else. Not only is it the same script, it's also like the same wording. Case in point, this is what it is. Vietnam. They flipped the Vietnam. Vietnam, their government has now come out and their media has now reported on this. Of course, there's there's no proof of this. They just espouse it just like they did in, in India and in Brazil and Portugal and South Africa and yeah, the rest of them. Vietnam claims to have to have identified a mutant coronavirus 
that has now combined the UK strain and the India variant. It's now it's now mutated again uh, with this. And oh boy, Bruce, you're not going to believe you're not going to believe what this mutation has done. This mutation has made it aerosolized. Uh, um, how exactly? Uh, they say like that doesn't happen. They don't. Well, mutate Bruce, they like say that. it. They say it. So you must believe it. You can't question it. And mm-hmm. of course, if you put it up on on social media, that will be flagged per their new algorithm, and it will be taken down. Of course, they say Facebook say that they've they've corrected that due to uh, <clears throat> a, a change in public opinion. Of course, no, your own employees turned on your sorry asses, and you got caught. So now you're trying to save face with your users is all you're doing. They did actually change a little bit, and are saying now that the the lab theory that it originated from a lab is actually okay to post on Facebook. Now. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, I've got something on that too. We'll get to that in just a minute. But I want to stick with this this new yeah. deadly um, aerosol, aerosolized airborne, you know, it, it's mutated into something far worse, far, far worse is what it's done. Now they say, this is according to um, uh, the health minister in, in Vietnam. He says, we have discovered a new hybrid variant from the Indian and the UK strains. Now he doesn't have any charts to, sh- to prove that. He doesn't have any data to support that. He just says it at a podium. Uh, that That's what they've discovered. And he said that the characteristic of this strain is that it spreads quickly in the air. The concentration of virus in the throat fluid increases rapidly and spreads very strongly to the surrounding environment. Uh, now, there is a little bit of a problem. Uh, he wasn't able to specify the number of cases with this new variant, uh, which is a little bit of a problem. I mean, if you've identified it, then surely you know especially if it's to this magnitude that he's talking about, then you should know how many cases you're dealing with, I would think. He said that the government, though, will soon announce the discovery in the world's map of genetic strains. So they're going to add it to that that map we were using last year that went, you know, we we kind of figured, OK, at the rate of mutation and the way because viruses do mutate. But the way that this is, the way that it's mutated, the process of this, it's become less and less lethal in the process of mutation. So we saw what was something like 40 mutations and some of them mutated off into like benign strains. And, and that was about it. But they burned down. Yeah, they, they just burn themselves out, which a virus needs a host to survive. And the number of cases that we're looking at worldwide of reinfection, you can count them on one hand, more or less. Hell, two hands, if you want to get technical about it, that's if you're going overboard with it. There's been no evidence of any kind of reinfection. So that's why they have to tie you up with all these different variant concoctions that they come up with, because there's no reinfection. Well, un- unless you include vaccines in there as well, uh, and, and in which case the, the numbers skyrocket. Uh, just as a, a, a side note to um, to all of this, I'm, I'm, I'm sure their government is unable to really give you a solid uh, number on how many people have been infected because it's so contagious now being in the air, so they're not able to accurately track it. Uh, so that, that that's part of the reason that uh, they don't they don't have an, an actual number. Give you. Yeah, uh, I'd also like to point out um, what type of government does Vietnam have? Any guesses? A, a fantastic one. Well, yeah, it's a success. Uh, if you were mm-hmm. to if you were to ask anyone, uh, and that's a, yeah. that's a communist uh, government is what they have there. I just also like to point out, and I'm sure that this has no influence on it whatsoever. They are closely allied with China. I'm sure that that has nothing to do with with this um, this this new uh, variant that they've discovered. I'm sure it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, no, that no it can't be anything to do with that. Or you know, uh, I the other. <sighs> It, I'm, I'm sure it also has nothing to do with, I don't know, a, a certain billionaire, and take your pick, what your favorite one is, didn't just say, hey, uh, we'll give you a few hundred thousand if you just come out and say this, you know, we'll, we'll set you up. Well, they've they've now announced that, um, well, now see, the, the biggest problem they've had there is, is inequity of vaccine distribution has been the problem because right. 97 million people, which is the population of Vietnam, uh, only a little over a million have been vaccinated. And that's because the rich countries are hoarding all of the uh, the, the vaccines for themselves. That's what it is. That's what's going right. on. Clearly, that's what the issue is here. So the the inequitable distribution of vaccines are, are the problem here. That That's what that's what it is. Now, they have around two million, roughly uh, two million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Of course, that's the one that's killing people dead in a hammer. Just killed a BBC reporter less than three days ago, uh, which the BBC actually put out their own report on it because it was their own employee. Uh, but they've now said, Vietnam has now said that they're going to purchase 30 million more doses of 
uh, of Pfizer. So I'm just curious if it's inequitable, if it's if it's been a problem of actually getting your hands on it. Well, why are you able to afford it now? The other question I have in this is um, if this is such a horrible disease and it's going to kill us all, why do we still have corporations charging for it? It's a fair point. Okay, you said that there was something about this uh, this lab leak theory, which it's not a leak, but they're going to try. The media's running with that one. Leak, 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 lab leak, lab. It's not a leak. Don't let them control that narrative. It's not a leak. They're trying to get out ahead of it so they can control that narrative. That's all their play is here. Because when it comes out that it was an intentional release, oh, there's going to be some hard questions for some people to answer. So you said Facebook has changed their tune a little bit on um, on the, the lab leak theory. Is that correct? Yeah. So on, uh, when it comes to the lab, le- lab leak, they're they're uh, ac- accepting posts that um, that say that. So they, they won't they won't ban you or, or you lock your account now. Why were they doing it before? Well, because it was a conspiracy theory. I mean, it, oh. it, it, it you know, it had no. Oh, well, OK. Apparently, the uh, the U.S. intelligence uh, community has been sitting on a raft. That's an actual quote of evidence pertaining to the uh, the Wuhan lab leak origin of COVID-19. Uh, that's that's a report that's been put out by the uh, the old excuse me the New York Times. Uh, Joe Biden has announced a 90 day investigation into the theory into the theory. <laughs> it has been revealed and that there is a raft of still unexamined evidence that required additional computer analysis that might shed light onto the mystery. That was according to uh, a senior administration official that was quoted by the newspaper. So in other words. And I'm still still quoting here. So in other words, the U.S. government has been sitting on a large collection of intelligence in perhaps the most important investigation into an economy wrecking global pandemic as China destroyed evidence and has refused to cooperate with international probes. Well, of course, they don't want to cooperate. Why would they? My question in all of this is not. okay. I I do think we need to find out what China's involvement is here. But are you going to do any kind of investigations into the states that shut down and destroyed their economies and, you know, forced businesses to basically collapse and they were not given any kind of compensation? Are you going to are you investigate that at all, uh, Mr. President? Um, no. I don't. Are we going to investigate the uh, the lockdowns, how they were unnecessary? Are we going to investigate the mask mandates that are still continuing to be there? According hell, even the federal Mask mandates are still there for airports and airlines until mid-September. They just announced that today. Those have been extended and they'll just extend them again when they get to mid-September. I think you're still supposed to wear a mask in federal uh, on federal lands. Yeah. yeah. Are, are we going to investigate these things as to their ineffectiveness? Are, are we going to investigate that? Are we going to investigate the actual vaccine efficacy? The actual efficacy, not what they're telling you, the actual. Are we going to investigate that? Are we going to investigate uh, the other treatments that were pulled off of the shelves arbitrarily before the outbreak of this? Are we going to investigate that? Are we going to investigate Fauci and his involvement? I mean, the only investigation that's happening there are people like Congressman Jim Jordan, Senator Rand Paul, and a couple of others, Senator Kennedy, a couple of mainstream news outlets like Tucker Carlson, and independent nobodies like us, and a couple of the big, the big podcasters. You have them raising questions. Independent media outlets, you have them raising questions. That's it. So apparently the unexamined evidence consists of databases of Chinese communications, the movement of lab workers, and the pattern of the outbreak of the disease around the city of Wuhan. The White House is hoping that its allies and partners can tap their networks of human sources to find additional information about what happened inside that laboratory. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Now, see, they're not interested in what happened in there. They're not interested in anybody poking around. They're interested in in giving it a whitewash. And glossing over it and saying, "Well, yeah, we we kind of we kind of talked to all these these lab workers, and uh, well, we gave them the benefit of the doubt. And well, what more can you do? That's your investigation. That's your World Health Organization investigation by Peter Daszak, who worked with Fauci through the EcoHealth Alliance to take that money and to fund those labs for that gain of function research. That's your investigation by the World Health Organization. That's a disgrace. No, but uh, Fauci said that uh, the and I." AID did not, or NIHID, whatever. NIAID, National Institute of Allergy and Infections, yeah. Yeah, did not fund uh, research, gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. I mean, he did say it pretty clearly, like three times. Yeah, he did. Uh, The house that Fauci built. Why are we, yeah, why are we not going after him with uh, perjury? I mean, honestly, like I said, all those years stacking up charges on people, I wish, I wish 
that I had it this easy. I really wish I had it this easy. Now, the question you might be asking yourself is, okay, well, you're going to look into this stuff. Yeah, you're going to start digging into this stuff. Well, is it racist? <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually, <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually talking about this. The New York Times, the same outfit that says that the U.S. is sitting on a pile of intelligence, then turns around and says that one of the reporters turns around and says that it's racist to discuss the Wuhan lab leak theory. It feels like they're they're giving the administration multiple outs, if you will, multiple reasons for them to to pull out and stop stop doing the investigation. Uh, you know, it's not going. To, they're not going to find anything in this ninety day investigation, or if they do find anything, it's uh, it's only going to be what's already out there you don't in, need in the public to eye, and they're oh, going to do anything. Honestly, like we could find more. Give me ninety days. Give me give us ninety days. Put put us on payroll. Give us ninety days. I'll tell you what happened in there without question. I'll give it to you straight. I will not mess around with it. A New York Times reporter who specializes in COVID-19 coverage tweeted that it was racist to even talk about the Wuhan lab leak theory. Gee, I wonder, is she, she making a little money on the side, maybe? I'm just curious. How's your income to lifestyle ratio, ma'am? That's where I'd start. I mean, that's just me. That, that's where I'd start. The lab leak issue has received a wave of attention following the Biden administration's announcement due to this. So the New York Times also reported yesterday, again, they're contradicting themselves. They're contradicting themselves. But I think it's what you say. They're giving themselves multiple outs. Okay, well, if you look into it, then you find something that we can't hide and we can't cover up for you. If we can't run interference for that, well, uh, here it is. Uh, We can give you this. If you don't find anything that we can't whitewash, then we'll call it racist. And and anybody that asks questions about it, well, they'll they'll be a you know a kook and a conspiracy theorist. But where's that agenda coming from? We'll get to that in a minute. She tweeted, "Someday we will stop talking about the lab leak theory and maybe even admit that it's racist." But alas, that day is not here yet. Yeah, yet she faced immediate pushback and subsequently deleted the tweet. Oh, why? Aren't you a person of integrity? Don't you believe in in your reporting the facts to the public? A raft of uh, response tweets came out to that and said that uh, it damages the New York Times reputation to have a key reporter on the most important story of the year say a valid news angle shouldn't be discussed because it has racist roots. Aren't they supposed to be in the news business? If it's so racist, why don't you report on how racist it is to bring it up and just report on the, the, the racism of it? Well, again, instead of, I- you know. Yeah, again, I think it goes to a I think it goes to another point. And honestly, I don't know if those people may, maybe she does believe that. Maybe she does. Maybe she's that brainwashed and that indoctrinated that she does believe that. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe that agenda's coming from somewhere else. Maybe. It's entirely possible. You could at least ask the question if that agenda's coming from somewhere else. Not the talking point, but the agenda. The whole agenda of it. Because let's be honest, you're seeing this in multiple areas. You're seeing it in education. You're seeing it in politics. You're seeing it in COVID responses. All of it. All of it. You're seeing it in finances. Oh, well, if you don't like that, well, you're a racist. We saw that. The very first inklings of that that I can recall was the Obamacare thing. Do you remember that? You don't like Obamacare? Oh, well, you're a racist. They started that with anything you said against Obama. They would say you're just racist. Jimmy Carter. I remember Jimmy Carter actually saying that all oh, that the overwhelming uh, uh, pushback against uh, Barack Obama is based on the fact that he's a black man. Give me a break. It was historic that an African-American was elected to the office of the presidency. That alone in and of itself should prove that we are not a racist nation. We voted for someone based on what they represented, what they stood for. And he talked a good game. Oh, he talked a good game. He was the slickest salesman of Marxism that I have ever seen. He did it with a suit and a smile. But the agenda that they're pushing here, this this uh, it's racist to ask where it came from. Where's that coming from? Is it coming from The New York Times? No, I don't think so. The New York Times. We talked about this last year. The New York Times, The Washington Post, The Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, USA Today. Those are the top five papers in the U.S. that have full page ads taken out by the Chinese Communist Party. Those papers. China. China says that the lab leak hypothesis is a conspiracy theory. So not only is the lab leak itself a conspiracy theory, well, it's not even consi- it's it shouldn't even be considered because it's a hypothesis. That's exactly why you like when you look in science, you you pit hypotheses against facts, data, those kind of things to prove whether or not that hypothesis is 
correct. Biological Chernobyl is what I've heard this thing called. Everybody remembers Chernobyl, even if you were too young. Bruce, I'm sure you were, I don't, I don't know. Were you even born before Chernobyl? Recent TV show on it. Uh, yeah, well, you know, know you know what actually, happened. I don't there. remember the... Okay, oh, yeah, it was yeah, 86. Yeah. But you, you remember what 86. happened. Okay, I was, yeah, was yeah I was three years old. But I, I remember... I remember the headlines. And of course, I remember hearing about it years after that. My parents talking about it. I remember uh, people in the neighborhood talking about it. You didn't blame the people of Russia for Chernobyl, did you? You blamed the incompetence of the Soviet Union, the government. That's what you blamed. That's the exact same thing here. You don't blame the Chinese people. You blame the Chinese Communist Party, their government. There's a difference. You blame them for the cover-up. You blame them for endangering the world. Just like you blame the Soviet government at the time for covering everything up and endangering the world at that time with that nuclear poison cloud that was hanging over the... Hell, they didn't even report it. They tried to cover it all up until the alarm bells went off in Sweden. The Chinese Communist Party did exactly the same thing here. They tried to cover it up. You know, a lot of people say that Chernobyl was the cause of the collapse of the Soviet Union. A lot of people say that, albeit it took some time. But could you make the same argument about COVID-19 with the Chinese Communist Party? I'm just asking the question. I'm torn on that one. Possibly. It takes time. It took time for... I'm looking at Chernobyl here. It took time for the truth to come out. The only difference was that I could see, and I've studied the accident at Chernobyl very, very closely. What you had... Let's look at Chernobyl and let's compare that to, to the Wuhan P4 lab. What you had at Chernobyl was... In the construction of it, you had gross incompetence, you had corner cutting, you had poor uh, procedures, you had faulty equipment. Undertrained officials. Un under yeah, undertrained officials, all the rest of it. You did have some people in there that knew what they were doing, but the way that they built the Chernobyl reactor, it was only a matter of time. Every safety procedure, and those are, those are what were called high-risk reactors. They were a different kind of reactor. We never actually built any of those in the West, or excuse me, any of those in, in the U.S. And, and in Western Europe. Those were different yeah, kinds of reactors. They were high-risk. High-pressure. Yeah, they, they were high-risk reactors. They were very dangerous. Uh, and yeah. to this day, there's only, I think, uh, six of them left in the world, and they're all in Russia, of those type of reactors. But my point is, is that it's Everything that they did was the equipment they used, the way that they constructed the building and everything. It was substandard. Safety procedures were not followed in all cases. You don't blame the Russians or the Ukrainian people for that. The people that were in there that were doing their job were doing exactly what they were trained to do. Faulty equipment was a problem. Improper procedures. And in the early days, in the early times of that, what did you have? You had people that were wanting to do the right thing, but they were stopped at every turn by the bureaucracy and the Communist Party in Russia. In fact, when they would send people out, some of the, the, the scientists, the nuclear scientists that they would bring in from Moscow, they would send them out to take readings in the town of Pripyat. Everybody knows Pripyat, the neighboring town that housed all the workers. They would send people out to take readings all through that town. And they didn't tell the people in that town for three days. They didn't tell them. In the meantime, they're getting dosed. Their loved ones are in the hospitals dying and they don't know what the hell's going on. The normal dose of radiation for people at that time was five rungeons per year, or now we call them rads. The readings that they were taking were 15,000. And the reason that they, and they were probably higher than that, the reason they were taking them at 15,000 is because that's the highest the scale would go in the meters that they had. So they ran back and told their superiors in the Communist Party what was going on. And they said, the equipment is bad, throw it in the trash and get out of here. The cover-up that later came out, some say, was the beginning of the end of the Soviet Union because they endangered the world. The people of Europe couldn't go outside for six months. They couldn't eat things that, that would grow. They, they couldn't eat, uh, you know, uh, mushrooms. You know, Europeans love mushrooms and truffles and all the rest of it. They couldn't eat that stuff because it, it, it contained radioactive material from Chernobyl. My point is, is that these things take time. And we're now starting to see that cover up. The, the only difference I can tell was, and I'm, I'm making a comparison because substandard equipment building Chernobyl, substandard practices at Wuhan. Same thing. Incompetence, cover ups, all the rest of it. You said they had about as much security there as a dentist's office. Well, nearest I can tell, they were running the number four reactor at Chernobyl about like a 7-Eleven gas station in some cases. Mikhail Gorbachev, who was the leader of the Soviet Union at the time, who was basically like the Xi Jinping of his day, came out finally and told the world what was going on. That's the only difference that I can see. The difference you have now is you have a system in place of not only 
a criminal organization, a transnational criminal organization, you've also got Western elites tied up in this mess. You've got corporations tied up in this mess. That's the big difference here. So there's a lot to protect. I, I would also argue uh, China's kind of been on a downward decline for a while or been substandard, I guess, for a, quite a while, because we all know China, Chinese steel, Chinese tools, you know, those kind of things made in China. Like growing up as a kid, like, yeah, it was always substandard growing up. You, you would always have like, oh, I, I bet it was made in China when when a tool broke or, you know, your drill bit unwound itself when you were drilling, you know, or, or you know, this Chinese steel, you know, it was substandard practices. So China's always had that error about it, if you will. So the, the, the fact that they violated the, the standard procedure, national, like international procedures uh, for the Wuhan lab, I still think it was a, it was an intentional, unintentional thing. It was intentional in the sense of I still believe it was dirty dealings. They knew this was going to be a ticking time bomb and they could they could uh, exploit it to their advantages. They being State Department, shadow governments, you know, the, the, those types, the Schwabs, uh, pharma Gates, companies, them pharma companies. Yeah, all of them. I, I think they all knew that they could exploit this and either make some money, get some more control, what have you. Same thing. Again, I'm making the comparison. Same thing with Chernobyl. It was a ticking time bomb. It was only a matter of time before something would go wrong. So again, it's not racist to criticize where something came from. Was it racist to criticize what happened in Chernobyl? Of course not. Of course not. Oh, well, that's that's against Russian people. No, it wasn't. You know, I, I look at people now that go back and they they watch a documentary about uh, about Chernobyl. And you know something, Europeans, and rightfully so, Europeans are still a little sore over it. And I don't blame them. But when they see, when you get to the part of that documentary where they see Gorbachev making a speech about this is what happened and we're working to do this, they get really upset and they say, you bastard, you covered all that up, you son of a bitch. Are they now going to be the same people that when the truth finally comes out, are they going to be the same people that say that about their governments and about tech companies and pharma companies and Gates and Schwab and the Chinese Communist Party and all the rest of it? That's the question I ask myself. The same people that shouted down all those Soviet leaders when they were younger for covering things up and ruining their lives and causing disruption and, and endangering the world, and, and rightfully so, are they going to be the same people that say this about these people? I think those people have already been vaccinated. Some have. So you've got Fauci that say that now he's not convinced that this emerged naturally. Former State Department officials now said the same thing. He says the fact that this developed naturally is it's ridiculous. It's preposterous. David Asher was on Fox News. He's a former State Department official. He said the scientific community consensus that the virus emerged in Wuhan as a result of mutation in animals is completely inaccurate. He says we were finding that despite the claims of our scientific community, including the National Institute of Health and Dr. Fauci's Allergy and Infectious Diseases Organization, there was almost no evidence that supported a natural zoonotic evolution or source of COVID-19. The data disproportionately stacked up as we investigated that it was coming out of a lab or some supernatural source. So the lab... Uh that last one actually has me concerned that the new narrative oh, no, might be no, no, that no. it was I know aliens. It. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, all the UFO stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they found another one the other day. Yeah. Well, they're they're calling all the uh, the hundreds of drones that were circling the, the warships. Uh -huh. they're, they're calling those um, UFOs. It's oh. like... Well, making it sound like it could be aliens. You have to believe it, Bruce, because Obama said you have to take it seriously. That right there should be a red flag to anybody. That right there. I agree we should be taking the UFOs seriously, but UFOs as in unidentified flying objects, not as in aliens. Aliens, Because yeah. these could easily be te tech that other countries are working on. We need to know. That's an interesting thing you bring up there, because I wouldn't have caught that. that. That's an interesting thing you bring up there. Maybe they'll chalk it up to that. Uh, it would not surprise me at this point, the kind of BS they fed us. It would kill two birds with one stone, wouldn't it? Or at least they would attempt to. They would say, oh, uh, it came from aliens and, and there is no God. Yeah, they need something to break the West with Christianity. If you're going to collapse the civilization, you need to break the West with Christianity. That's what's holding it together. That's its foundation. So you can't have that. That's got to go away. If Schwab and company want to do that, then they need something. Uh, and what better way to get them out from underneath of both of those pesky things than that? That's a good point. That's a really good point. 
So Asher spearheaded a team to investigate whether the zoonotic source or a lab leak was the most likely scenario for the outbreak of the pandemic. And then they concluded that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was overwhelmingly the likely culprit. That was the... Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm failing to understand this here. He's playing Because we sides. were just told... Yeah. Well, they're, 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 but we were just told for an entire year that this was um, bat soup. And then now all of a sudden it's, oh, no, no. it actually came from a lab. It, well, no, it, the, the <laughs> thing was the bat soup thing, the, the wet market, that was mm -hmm. that was China scapegoating. That was, excuse me, that was the Chinese Communist Party scapegoating their own people. That's all that was because oh, I, I, I agree. But that's what the media was reporting. That's what the the right. uh, the narrative was. However, actually, I'm not sure. Assuming this was an accidental release, the wet market thing still applies because it could have easily have been one of the, the staffers that were infected. It True. went to the wet market and spread it there. 20 miles to go to lunch. It wasn't 20 miles, though. Was it 20? I thought it was 20 miles. No, it was like it was like 50 meters. Was it across the street? Like it's literally across. Yeah, it was oh, literally across okay. the street. Right. The first initial reporting was that it was like 20 miles away. Oh, but then okay, later gotcha. somebody right. went on on Google Maps and was like, <laughs> and said, this uh, is wait like a, a no, few meters away. I, like I can see it from the front of the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, OK. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I remember now. It, it's been a while since we talked about that, that seafood market. Um, so uh, he, Asher went on to say that was the epicenter of synthetic biology in the People's Republic of China. Synthetic biology. And they were up to some very hairy stuff with synthetic biology and the so-called gain-of-function techniques of which Fauci funded via the NIH, AID, and the EcoHealth Alliance with Peter Daisy. Well, he was pretty. He was pretty adamant that he didn't do that. I mean, he was. He pretty... didn't fund the lab directly. He's right. But well, at the same yeah. time, but at the same time, he also said to Senator Kennedy. When Kennedy asked him, he says, OK, you didn't fund the lab, but you funded gain of function research. Do you ask people what they do with that gain of function research? You ever had anybody lie to you, Dr. Fauci? <laughs> why are we funding research in China? What, why are the Canadians funding research in China? Why? Could somebody please answer that for me? Anytime you get one of these elected officials standing up there asking those questions, they get stonewalled and, and they get uh, pushed off to the side. Do I need to tell you about the uh, the rats? And the, the aborted fetal tissue that they were grafting onto those rats, that kind of stuff. That's what Fauci was doing. Oh, yeah. Some pretty horrific stuff. And that was happening in the U.S. That wasn't even happening yeah. in China. Yeah. You know, just to give people an idea, and I really, I, I'm doing this on principle. I, I'm doing this on principle. I'm not doing it on anything more than that. And the reason I'm doing this, I'm going to play this. Over a year ago, in the very early days, we had reported that a couple of Chinese nationals gained access to a P4 lab in Winnipeg, Canada, and they smuggled out some samples of some very, very deadly stuff. Now, of course, that was a crazy conspiracy theory. Only a lunatic would believe such a thing. What right wing crazy nut website did you get that from? Actually, to be honest with you, we were a little skeptical about it at first, mm -hmm. but evidence pointed that way, so we went with it. That was a pretty big risk to a couple of nobodies to put ourselves out like that. And so what have we been doing? And we, we've stood by that. We haven't retracted any of that. So what have we been doing? We've been waiting for the mainstream media to finally catch up. Well, they did, finally. The Canadian Broadcasting Company just learned, they just learned this, about what happened in those P4 labs in Canada with those scientists from, well, guess where? The Wuhan Institute of Virology. Well, gee whiz, what possible connection could they have in all of this? What were the Canadians doing funding those labs and those researchers in Wuhan? Can somebody answer that question for me? So you see, it's not just the U.S. here. It's not just the U.S. Everybody, everybody seems to think that this is all centered around the U.S. It's not. It's not. This is multinational. So what did the Canadian Broadcasting Company have to say? Let's take a listen. CBC News has learned that months before being escorted out of Canada's highest security microbiology lab, federal scientist Jian Go Chu sent 30 vials of 15 different strains of Ebola and Henipah virus to Wuhan, China. Access to information documents show the head of the lab in Winnipeg and his bosses in Ottawa had questions, asking in emails where the package was going, 
what was inside, and if it had the proper paperwork. The Public Health Agency of Canada says this shipment is not connected to the ongoing RCMP and internal investigation. But it won't say what is. One of the leading reasons that China might want to have a large catalogue of Ebola genetic material is because they're doing what's called gain-of-function experiments. And what that means are experiments that make the virus more dangerous or more deadly. It's a sort of research that we don't do in Canada that is frowned upon in most parts of the world. And I'm afraid we may just have helped them. Okay, so Chinese scientists smuggled out some very, very deadly samples of Ebola, which again, over a year ago, we told you about this, but we were nuts and we didn't know what we were talking about and we had no clue. And of course, the, the Canadian authorities, they just learned this. They just figured this one out. Doing gain of function research, the Chinese, the Chinese researchers did not, this is the, this is the buried lead in this, and I hear I hear people like Steve Pannon talking about buried leads. Here's the buried lead in this one. The Chinese did not have the capability to come up with gain of function on their own. We funded it. We gave it to them. The Americans, Fauci and company gave it to them. We can't do this type of work in the West. As you just heard the gentleman say, we can't do this. Federal law, international law prohibits us from doing this. If you want to carry out these type of Nazi experiments, and let's be honest, that's what they are. You want to carry out this type of garbage. You don't do it in Western countries because we will barbecue you and throw you in prison for the rest of your natural life. That's where you belong. So what do we do instead? We have a couple of people who take a risk and smuggle out some samples. Do you have the paperwork? Well, we don't know. They get escorted out. The samples are already gone. They're back in China. They're, they're hailed as national heroes for the People's Liberation Army. If you're going to do your dirt, if you're going to engage in this type of Nazi experimentation, if you're going to do this, you don't do it in Western labs. You do your dirt over in China where they don't give a damn about international law. That's the crime here. That's your buried lead. Your buried lead is we, the Americans, we gave them through Fauci, we gave them that gain of function. The Chinese couldn't do that. They weren't that far advanced. Yes, it would have taken them time if the, if the work was left unchecked. Can you imagine... Can you imagine? I'm not I'm not talking about uh, weaponizing SARS here, weaponizing SARS. You heard Senator Rand Paul. and This is not me talking. You heard Senator Rand Paul weaponizing SARS with a 15 percent mortality rate. Can you imagine if these sick bastards weaponize Ebola? Explain to me somebody for the love of God. Explain to me how these people are not in handcuffs now, not tomorrow. Now, somebody explain this to me. I don't have an answer. I, I don't have an answer. It is so clear cut and proven with receipts that you could slap cuffs on these people yesterday. And we let him skate. Fauci's getting his hair done, getting his makeup done. Hell, he'll be on CNN tomorrow, probably. He'll be on the Today Show, giving you some line of bull. When in reality, the man belongs in a prison cell talking about who his conspirators were. I, I Seriously, I feel like we've we've woken up into some kind of like dystopia. Like something from a, you know, a novel or a, a fiction movie or something at this point. The, the, the level of BS and lies that we've been fed just over the year. I mean, the year over the year is just really exasperated. It's just amplification of what's already been going on. But, but it's just like everybody's a, a, a shuffler, a zombie. They're, they're, they're just like going about life as normal. It, it, they are. And, you know, when I when I bring this up to people, I still get laughed at like I'm I'm a conspiracy theorist. I, I'm sorry. This is not my opinion. God, I wish it was. I wish it was a conspiracy theory. You have no idea how much I wish it was. Now, unlike the sellouts and the jokers on TV and in the papers, I can sit here and Bruce can sit here and everybody else we have on. We can sit here and we can prove what we're saying. We tell you where to go to find out this information for yourself. Over a year ago, we told you about those two Chinese scientists from Wuhan in those labs in Winnipeg, Canada. We told you about that. We told you where you could go to find it. Do you have any idea how hard that information was to come by a year ago and to prove it? Now, hell, it's everywhere. Nobody cares. I I, I don't know that people care or or that they... I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I would expect to see more protesting, more anti-vaxxer, a few hundred people showing up type protests that we were talking about earlier. I, I would expect to see the, more of those globally. 
the people I mean, that are I, out there, the people that are out there in the streets, I, I get what you're saying. The people that are out there in the streets, the ones that are out there in London and, and all the rest of them, I think a goodly percentage of them, may, maybe not all of them, but I think a goodly percentage of them, I think they actually care. They're holding up signs saying, I don't want your vaccine passport. I don't want your vaccine. I, I don't need any of this crap. We all want freedom. Just leave us the hell alone. Because they're not out there stirring up trouble. They're not out there beating each other up in the streets. They're not out there setting off fireworks, burning businesses down and all the rest of it. They genuinely care about themselves and the people standing next to them, regardless if they know them or not. So I, I believe that there are people that care, and I believe it's the right caliber of people that care. The ones that are out there getting whacked up with this thing, though some of them may be well-meaning people, the ones that are out there that are the wound up crazy. I mean, have you seen these people that are out there getting their, you know, their, their uh, whatevers, you know, getting their, their shots, getting the, the tattoos on them? I don't want those people wound up loony crazies out there getting on board with something that's going to get a whole bunch of people hurt because of their incompetence. So I see the splitting. You're weeding out. See, people are looking at it in reverse aspects. You're weeding out the people that have gone along with this agenda. You're getting those non-critical thinkers set aside. You're setting them aside. You might think, okay, that's the majority. It's not. It's not. I don't care what people say. It's not. I don't care what the media says. It's not. If you had those people, if that was a majority of people, well, then they would be out there in the streets, wouldn't they? They'd be out there defending what they're supporting. They're not. They're doing what they're told. They don't count for anything. They never have. I'm sorry to say that, but if you look back through history, if you look at the people that just go along to get along, trying to get back to whatever it is they think is their life, they'll do whatever they're told. They don't count for anything. They are not the ones that fight. The ones that fight are the ones that matter. So I don't look at this as I don't look at this as an end. For example, I, I I look at it as an end to to a certain how do I put it? I see the people that are fighting, and I see the people that are not. The ones that are fighting, the ones that are standing up, the ones that are protesting. Those people look to me. If you just look at them, you can tell a lot by looking at a person what they represent, what they what they stand for. Personally, if you look at the people that are standing up, the, that are fighting, that actually stand for something, they look like they're alive. They look like they really want to fight for something. If you look at these loonies that are out there getting shot up with this thing, getting their vaccine selfies, man, they look dead and hollow and wretched inside. Now, again, I'm not saying that about everybody because I know there are some people out there that are well-meaning that are just caught up in the middle of all of it. Believe me, I know them. And that's my gripe with it is, is that right there. If people want to go out there and throw themselves off of a bridge, far be it for me to stand in your way. Go right ahead. But the fact that you've got innocent and well-meaning people now caught up in the middle of this thing, that's what pisses me off the most is that right there because there's no need for that. Now you've really pissed me off. I think it's a matter of people standing for the right thing. And you look at the numbers. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at, I mean, you, clearly they have an agenda against it and they fear it. Otherwise you wouldn't have mainstream headlines saying, eh, few hundred anti-vaxxers showed up or they just flat out ignore it. That to me shows that they are concerned about it. But again, they don't care. They don't care. They're moving ahead. They'll move ahead until you stop them. That's it. They're going for broke. I'm, I'm kind of of the mindset, the spirit of this quote, give me liberty or give me death. I'm kind of of that mindset, if you will, the spirit of that when it comes to COVID and whatnot. I, I'm kind of of like, I, I, I expect to see more people out there uh, protesting this thing, resisting this. What it boils down to at, at this point, I do think we're in the majority in the, in the sense of, I do think the majority of people see what's going on and understands. The problem is the majority is not willing to speak out because if I speak out and come against this, my business is going to fire me. Um, you know, my kid's not going to be able to go to the, 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 the school or this university. If I'm a student is going to kick me out because of my opinions. I'm going to get banned from Facebook or, or Twitter or YouTube or whatever, whatever the, the argument is. That's because um, they're still concerned. And, and I get the concern, but they're still concerned about going back to what they consider to be a semblance of normal. Yeah, I, I knew people. Well, I still know people in my life that are more willing to get along, to get along, to to, to get through um, you know, we, we just need to get along to, to get through this to, you know, I, I got a job to do or whatever. I, I just, oh, okay, okay. You, you, you believe that whatever I just, let's get the job done. They were unwilling to stand up for what they believed in. And they had some pretty strong views on things like abortion and those kind. but they were unwilling to stick cause they didn't want to rock the boat. Well, the boat's getting I, I, we're, rocked. We're, the boat's getting the rocked. The boat's on sinking you. at this point. Yeah, it, it, the it, Titanic has hit the iceberg, man. We're all we're doing at this point is we're rearranging deck chairs. That's all we're doing. Yeah. At this point, either you stand up and be heard, 
and we resist this and potentially fix things, oh, we go down with the ship at this point. I, I don't think there's any recovery from this unless we stand up and have our voices heard. Stand up and be counted. Oh, okay, you, you're going to lose your job. Look, I, I could, it's easier for me to say that because I don't have you know a wife and kids to worry about. I, I don't have to worry about feeding them. I have to worry about feeding myself. So yeah, it's a little selfish of me to say stand up and be counted. But you know what? Stand up and be counted. It's time. Either either our freedoms or liberties are, are worth having, or let's just go into another state of COVID lockdowns and whatever the next thing is, the next um, lockdown, and just 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 bend over and take it from the government as they tell you to close your business and you can't go to work and just just take it. That's one of the biggest things right now. I was speaking to somebody earlier today, and they said that uh, you know businesses are requiring some businesses are doing this, others are not. Oh, you get a negative COVID test, you can come into our business. You get. Uh, uh, you get a, a, a COVID vaccine, you can come into our business. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to support your business after that. What do you think is going to happen? People are scared. The businesses are scared that if they don't do this, well, then they're going to get fined and they're going to get shut. They're going to shut you down anyway. They're, they're going to shut you down anyway. It doesn't matter. Again, this is what people don't get. Oh, well, they've, they're, they're just trying to survive. They have put you in that position on purpose that you do whatever you have to do in order to survive. And that includes turning your own customer base against you. They've put you in a catch-22. You stand for something or you fall for anything. It's that simple. It's that simple. People don't get it. You think as a business, and I, and I understand what they're trying to do. I, I get it. I get the sentiment, but they're using your own goodwill against you. You do what they tell you to do. It's just what Bruce said. It's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. They'll shut you down again. They don't care. They're just bleeding you at this point, a slow bleed to make you suffer. That's all they're doing. It's a religion to these people. I don't think people quite grasp that concept is this is spiritual to these sycophants. All of this stuff, all, all this, this virology research, all this, this sick Nazi experiment stuff, all this stuff. The vaccines, all the rest of it. It's about scaring you to willingly do this to yourself with an experimental procedure. That's all this is. You see, under the Nuremberg Code, because we put the Nazis to death for this kind of BS right here, they can't coerce you, but they can make life very difficult for you. That's all they're doing. You see, they're in the end game. Now, whether that's the end game of them being defeated or the end game of them being full totalitarian, regardless, it's an end game, whichever way you want to look at it. They're at end game. They're done. The financial system's done. The economic system's done. The health system's done. The government systems are done. All of it. They're all finished. All of them. They're not interested in what you have to say. They're not interested in your elections anymore. They're done. What does a cult do? They always demand more. The leaders always demand more. They start spiraling out of control in the end days, in their end game. And so what do they do? They take down as many of their supporters as they can possibly take down. That's what a cult does. For those who have not, look up the Jonestown cult with Jim Jones. I made this comparison a couple of weeks ago, and I saw a, a report on uh, that somebody had done on it and making the comparisons. And when I was watching what was going on with the Jonestown cult with Jim Jones, the comparisons, you know, we were talking earlier about Chernobyl and COVID-19. Well, this is another one. COVID-19 and the Jonestown cult. Look up what the man was saying in the last days of himself. Oh, we're going to have revolutionary suicide. What the Nazis do? The higher ups? What they do? In their final days, the whole thing turned into a madhouse. It was lunacy. It was loony land. That's what they're doing now. They're, they're lunatics. They've gone off the deep end. And what did they do? They destroyed their infrastructure. They killed as many people as they could, and they killed themselves in the end. Most of them did. Some of them fled or tried to. It's the same thing with the Jonestown cult. They killed everybody in the end. They killed themselves in the end. They don't care. They don't care. You think that they give a damn about your health? You think that they give a damn about your future? They don't. They're done with you. Uh, I, I do want to add a slight caveat to um, my saying you need to stand up and resist this. Don't be an ass. One of the one of the things that really frustrates me with uh, watching like don't the protests an and everything. <laughs> yeah, don't be an ass. Don't don't. And, and I'm being I'm being kind here and using uh, uh, don't be my a jerk language when you come across. I, I get it. Be a nice yeah. person. I, I understand. Yeah. You, you, you don't need to be out there in, in the middle of the street trying to get people to run you over, you know, like BLM. Just Instinct Rebellion. Yeah, Instinct Rebellion. Yeah, don't be gluing yourself to the top of an aircraft or a train or something like that or the floor of a hospital. There's no, you don't need to inconvenience other people's lives. All you have to do is simply say, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. No, I'm not going to wear the masks. No, 
And, you know, if your employer or something like that decides they want to mandate that you have to have a COVID-19 vaccine, file a lawsuit against them. Uh, I mean, go talk to a lawyer, see what you can do. I mean, there, there's things that we can do to stand up and resist this without actually being a jerk in the process. Uh, I, I, I don't like it when we stoop to that. There's no reason for you to get in an argument uh, with an employee at the, at, you know, some business or whatever, you know, don't wear a mask and require them to to call security or law enforcement to kick you off the premises. I mean, the, 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 there's there's no reason for you to be a, a jerk about it. You can be polite and kind about it. You're going to grab more people's attention by being polite and kind than you are uh, being rude or being aggressive about your... It's the old adage, you, you attract more with uh, uh, flies with sugar than you do vinegar. Be a nice guy. Got it. You know how hard that is to do this day and age with people that don't listen? I know. I, 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 I struggle with um, I, I struggle with that. I, I, I'm a lot more angry now and, and am itching for a fight so bad against these people. Uh, but we, we have to keep that under control and, and discipline. It, it, that's one of the big things. We're not going to get anybody on our side, if you will. Uh, on this if we are just as crazy as they are. Couldn't have said it better myself. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. We are putting out all of our podcasts we do here every day, and we're also putting out an exclusive podcast once a week, with the exception of this week. It's Bruce's fault we're not doing a, a uh, an exclusive this week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we uh, we do have something else planned this week, uh, so we're not able to uh, to do things on uh, uh, on an exclusive this week. So uh, unfortunately, that won't be there this week. However, we did one just the other day uh, that we put out. So yeah, get signed up to us over there. You get access to all of our podcasts, our exclusive podcasts, our news feed, also a comments section. Uh, we put a lot of our clips up, our news articles, our uh, videos that we we reference and things like that. So a lot of the audio we play here, you don't get to see. We put the video format over in our Telegram channel. So get signed up to us over there. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be great as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Everyone have a great evening. We will see you tomorrow.